0: Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceAndLights.com. That's CameronIceAndLights.com.
1: Do that eh huh? yeah, boogie like dressing, I'm a hoodag. I'm a who, who sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, 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 welcome. Somebody please better help. Be Running this thing like elves. Like thank this. God every day I'm not, a I'm not a felt Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out Cha-ching. your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down, Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much to touchdown. touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. Let's so now. much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, and you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. That's like this, and I'm a hoota. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoota lose or winning i'm a who It's the sports coma this is where we do that <laughs> do that. Where we do that eh. where do we do that eh. Where we do that where we do that Where we do that Boogie like this and i'm a who i'm a sports coma this is where we do that do <laughs> we that you the sports coma
2: All right, now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Come with BQ and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping, fam? We up in this thing. Shout out to the Mighty Who That Nation. Much love to the fam. Monday stream, we in the building. Going to try not to hold you guys uh, too long for tonight. But shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Uh, it's victorious Monday. The Saints break a two game losing streak to two nine playoff teams, in my opinion with a very stellar 34 to nothing win over a dismal New England Patriot club. We went up into their building and beat the brakes off of them. That's how you're supposed to beat a team that you are better than. Saints handled that. The only question is, did the Saints offense learn enough to kind of reduplicate or duplicate some of that stuff that they had in the New England matchup? did we learn anything and can we galvanize to take pieces from whatever we need to do to kind of add it to our offense and keep this thing moving. So we're going to cover that. And of course, we're going to talk about the latest was Marcus Mayer's return back uh, from suspension. He's back. So we'll talk about that. And we'll also head, uh, we'll listen to Dennis Allen's interviews, his post game analysis of the game. We'll talk about that today. He played that interview. We also play, uh, the victorious press conference thing. Matter of fact, we'll get started with that uh, press conference view of the of uh, the Saints getting a dub. Y'all put one in the chat. <laughs> if y'all can hear this, uh, let's listen to this. Dennis Allen after the the Saints win in New England. They handled the business. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear it. Here we go.
3: Okay, I don't care where you had one comma two commas, you got three commas, all right? We showed up today. Four commas. Four commas. Four commas. Hey, hey, we showed up today. All right, hear me out on this, okay? That's my team. You with me? That's the team that we should be. That's the team that we can be, okay? And it look, it's no surprise to me. You know why? Because the way you, you practiced this week the way you prepared this week, the way you focused on all the little bitty details. Okay. But that's what you have to do in our league. You can't take anything for granted. And the moment you think you got it, somebody comes and takes it from you. So remember that lesson. Okay. Remember that lesson on like what it takes to win in our league. And we (laughs) proved today. Okay. That we're capable when we when we practice and, and prepare the way we're capable of preparing, okay That we can play with anybody in this league anybody in this league okay so we put it on tape let's keep it up
2: yes, all
3: right um you come into somebody's place okay and you win a game like that and shut somebody out 34 to nothing okay like it can't get any more of a team victory Okay, So, everybody in here is getting t- uh, game ball. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, now I also say this I don't like to really single out a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. But when you set franchise records, yes. Hey, yes. you deserve to get a game ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laptops> hey, hey, boy. Hey, all got no speed, bro. Hey, when we do it
1: together, Everybody win. Mm-hmm. It don't matter, man. We all got a ball. That's what it should feel like. Mike said it last week. That's what it should feel like, man. It should be like that every week. Yeah. Get used to that feeling. Yeah. Yes. Get used to that feeling, man. It's a formula to it. Yeah. When we stick to it, that's how. That's how. That's what the outcome is, man. Yeah. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep doing the little things. Focus on us. That's it. Yes. That's what. That's how we gonna stack. Let's keep stacking. Let's go. Saints on three. One, two, three. Saints
2: and the Saints on three, man. Listen. They handled the damn business, man. Shout out to my to black and gold squad. They did what they were supposed to do. And it was a positive win, man. And, and the reality is we need – we know that they have the horses for it. We know they, we, we have the talent for it. But sometimes, man, they got to get on the same page. They did that. The offensive line did a better job. They focused by giving the ball to Elvin Kamari You can see Dennis Allen toss AK-41 the ball because it was his major contribution in the game. He did a wonderful job in the game, catching the ball. Michael Thomas did some really positive things out there. But really, I got to give a shout out to the Saints O-line. They really did a way better job uh, this game. And we need that type of mentality. We need more of that if we're going to win more games during the season. We need our offensive line to play like they played in this New England game. So hopefully that confidence-building win Blanking out the Patriots, Bill Belichick's Patriots in Gillette Stadium, uh, even though they are a bad team. But beating a team that you know you're supposed to beat, the Saints did that, that's what you're supposed to do. So they handled the business. They got the win. They snap a two game winning, a losing streak. They get on the plus side of things. And now we got the Texans in Houston we got to deal with. So before we get back to DA's post game uh, breakdown of what he's seen from today's press conference, Let's kind of delve into some of the news for today. As the Saints secondary is uh, bolstered as Marcus May returns from suspension. So we get our starter Marcus May back and Jordan, get it? May back, get it? No, never mind. Anyway, so we get Marcus back. And what's really cool about it is the fact that uh, Jordan Howden played really solid uh, for the Saints in his absence. And I kind of like it. He missed, he had an injury or so, the finger issue. But when Jordan Howden was in there, he played pretty good for us, which means uh, he'll be a solid piece for us in the future. He's definitely uh, the future safety. And we I was really happy to see his production as well. But let's get into it, man. Saints get uh, we got Mar- uh, Marcus May b- uh, back in this thing. Uh, it, it, may, it might be his nickname, but then again, maybe not. The Saints made several moves on Monday as they continue to fine tune their squad. Shout out to the who that daily And Niles Carpenter. Uh, As they continue to fine tune the squad offensive lineman, Tommy Kramer, who played in the game for the Saints, was waived. And they probably if he clears waivers, he'll end up on the practice squad while receiver Shaq Davis found himself on the injury practice list. And this is according to the NFL transaction wire. So they kind of dropped this scoop as Shaq Davis. Some kind of way find himself hurt and defensive back. Anthony Johnson was released from the was released from the practice squad and of course you know we keep it moving so like we said it's one of the bigger developments with the Saints uh, was the reinstatement of Marcus May from the reserve suspension list he had been suspended early in the season for violating NFL substance abuse policy from what he did with the Jets his return is a welcome addition to the team he's set to resume his role as the Saints starting safety Marcus May's uh, adds depth and experience to the Saints secondary's ability to make plays and coverage against the run be valuable to help further solidify a very solid Saints defensive unit that's playing really well so we get a key bonus player back there to really help us out there also in other news for some of the family members Arizona Cardinals made a move by claiming Saints running back Tony Tony Jones jr remember the Saints released Tony Jones not too long ago he didn't he was snatched off wai- waivers by the Arizona Cardinals who Running back James Conner had a, suffered a knee issue in the loss uh, last Sunday, yesterday, to whoever they were playing. And they claimed Tony Jones off a of waiver, so he would go to Arizona. And Jones had shown some promise in his brief stint with the Saints. Saints He's tallied 70 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, along with contributions in the passing game. So that is some good news right there. Marcus May is back uh, from the suspension list and ready to get into the Saints secondary as we will need all of our starters to kind of move forward. The defense is playing really well. uh, And having him back will further solidify the unit. And we're looking good, man. We're just looking good. We're going to be moving good. We're going to be all right, man. Saints just got to keep picking up what they've been putting down, Uh, especially in this last game, to be honest with you. So anyway, let's head into this, man. We dropped some stats. And of course, 34 to nothing. Yesterday, the shellacking Saints laid down on the Patriots. Not too much to talk about in terms of the defense. We knew what the defense can do. Even the special teams, the special teams have been very solid for the Saints this year. Credit to Blake Group a, our young rookie kicker, our young rookie rookie punter. Headley has been doing a pretty decent job as well. uh, uh Groupe has been doing a fantastic, fabulous job for the Saints he kicked two 50 plus yard field goals yesterday to bail out the Saints offense. So credit to that young man. He's doing great things. But really the key to it all is the Saints offense and how they stepped up. And if they step up, like we know they can step up, we can have more of more of these type of outings. Derek Carr finished the game 18 to 26 for a buck eighty three and two touchdowns, no picks. You know, Elvin Kamara, 22 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. And Mike Thomas had four grabs for 65 yards in the matchup. So we had a lot of fantastic stuff going on. And like I said, we covered this, a bit portion of this in the recap show, the fact that the Saints ran the ball more than they passed the ball and they were able to have success doing it. Let is, let's further do that. Uh, the attempts, 42 rushing attempts for bu- uh, Buck 36 for the Saints uh, versus 26 passing attempts for 168. Now, on a day, you know, that's like just a little bit over 30 yards difference in terms of yardage or differential between the run versus the pass. But it's the fact how the Saints got behind that rush unit and were able to kind of have some the offense to kind of peel off the back of the rushing attack behind AK-41. Also a shout out to Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller also did a fantastic job in, in when Kamara went out of there. Kendra Miller came in there. he had several set stellar runs uh, as well to help this to keep the Saints offense on schedule. And also one of the great things I love about the game yesterday was the fact that the offense was three of four in the red zone. So instead of going down there and not getting any touchdowns, the Saints got scores three of the four times. In the red zone, despite 12 penalties for 86 yards, 12 penalties for 86 yards had zero effect on the Saints as they were able to still push this and make things pop for the Saints in the game. And plus, when you're running the ball like the Saints Ryan, and you got 40 plus rushing attempts, that usually means that you're controlling the clock as well. Almost 40 minutes of management of a 40 minutes of clock management by the Saints in the matchup, in a 60-minute game. So you did a fantastic and stellar job just overall dominating the New England Patriots. And when we were able to do that, take takes so much time away from it, it shrinks their playbook, forces them to kind of speed everything up. And then really the Saints were able to just impose their will on them. Now, we did leave some points on the field because it could really have been a 40-burger pretty easily in the game. Derek Carr still needs to work on a few things. His accuracy is still off a tad or two and he needs to really work on it. like he had a fantastic throw. I, I, I would say if he'd have placed it just a little bit better, but perhaps I could say Chris lobby. If he would have kind of had a little bit more awareness on where his feet were that would he would have gotten that touchdown, that car dropped in his basket. And remember he had one foot in and the other one wasn't in. I, I think he just kind of lost himself. He had to kind of maneuver himself kind of weirdly To get the ball, and he kind of – I don't know if to say he kind of forgot where his feet was in comparison to where the out-of-bounds line was. And that could have been a touchdown, an easy easy one, but he only had one foot in. Imagine if he would have caught that with both feet in. That could have put us over the 40. So we did leave some points on the field, and the Saints really need to kind of keep doing this thing where they just focus on running the ball and taking the pressure off of the shoulders of Derek Carr because right now we know Derek Carr is simply not ready to champion the offense in that capacity. Like us, we just give it to Carr and say, Carr, go win us the game. No, he's not ready for that, fam.
4: Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday.
0: At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonsaving.com/holiday.
2: But if you give them a running attack and, and have them to play off of the running attack, we should have success. And Elvin Kamara's there. That's that's one of our best players on the team, offensively speaking. We believe in him. We need to get behind him. And the Saints need to let him do his thing along with Kendra Miller. So, I mean, that was fantastic to see what the Saints done uh, in the game. And speaking, you know, I will not take nothing from the defense. The defense has a standard. We know they played fantastic. I love what Carl Grandison's doing. Cam Jordan's doing. Brian Bersie's doing. Colin Sanders, big Nate Shepard. Love what those guys are doing, DeMario. Pete Werner is available and playing and doing his thing. Tyron Matthew with the pick six. Uh, Laddie Daddy shutting people down. Paulson Debo had some, you know, had a few flubs and pass interferences. But overall was okay, you know what I'm saying? For his first game back in a while, dealing from with that hamstring issue, he was a little rusty, but had a pretty, he had a decent performance. Got to clean it up. But outside of that, man, it was not 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 a bad performance overall by the Saints. They did a fantastic job to get the W. They're 3-2. Let's go to Dennis Allen, our family. Here what Dennis Allen had to say about what he's seen uh, after the game. Not directly after the game, but this is the Monday press conference, and we reacted to it. Here you go. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear this.
3: So, look, after going back and, and watching the tape, um, you know, I still feel like there was a lot to be pleased with in terms of what we – what we did in all three phases, offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. Um, and yet I felt like we left a lot of opportunities out there on the field. And so that was part of the emphasis of the meeting today is that, <clears throat> um, you know, although there was a lot of things to be pleased with, um, there's several things that we've got well, to clean up. I thought there were some opportunities down the field offensively, uh, potentially for some explosive plays. Um, we've got to get the penalties cleaned up. That'll come back to haunt us. I thought we had some missed opportunities in terms of being able to take the ball away on defense. So, um, so you know, pleased with the win, and yet got some things we got to get fixed.
2: The NFL shutouts are difficult. Did you find, did you get a sense of, I guess, a rhythm defensively and the play calling and the sticking
3: up with the players? Yeah, well, look, I mean, it, it ultimately boils down to the players going out there and executing their jobs and it doesn't really matter what the play call is um, you know if they go out and, and and do what they're supposed to do when you have talented players and they do that, then generally you get good results um, and so um, I thought our guys had great focus throughout the week. Um, I thought they understood you know what we were trying to do from a game plan. Let me pause
2: that for a second. uh y'all catch that you know after the Saints execute well. You know, you catch that kind of like a little slight to the the fact that, oh, you wanted me to kind of get rid of my guy, Carmichael. But don't matter what the plays are. Them guys just got to go out there and execute. Did I catch it like that? Or maybe I'm tripping. Let me run it back here. Let me run it back here. Because this is my first time listening to this thing. I don't listen to this stuff most of the time before I play it for y'all. I like to kind of hold it and then live react. Uh, so it so I have an organic response to it. So let me, let me hear that again.
3: Their jobs, and it doesn't really matter what the play call is. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it it ultimately boils down to the players going out there and executing their job, and it doesn't really matter what the play call is. Um, you know, if they go out and 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 do what they're supposed to do, when you have talented players and they do that, then generally you get good results.
2: Uh huh. Hey, bro! Come on, now, dog. Come on, man. Come on, man. Talk to him, Boosie. Come on, man. But anyway, man, let's keep it going.
3: Um, and so, um, I thought our guys had great focus throughout the week. Um, I thought they understood, you know, what we were trying to do from a game plan's per- perspective. And yet, <clears throat> you know, ultimately, it boiled down to those guys you know locked in focused in and 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 doing their job and so um you know it was good to see. It
1: is kind of that. you've had each other last three
3: seasons. How is Uh it's extremely difficult. Um I don't think you see very many of those and so um you know obviously there's a little bit of luck that goes involved in it. You know they got themselves into field goal range and missed a long field goal and and uh you know that's kind of the way those things have to happen is generally you get, you know, you get a break that go, kind of goes your way. And so, um, but yeah, they're, they're difficult to come by. And, and, you know, I thought our guys did a good job of, you know, finishing out the game. Um, and that's, uh, that's part of it. You talked about focus, obviously, the results that you wanted, but
5: with the penalties, if there was an answer, I'm sure you'd say we fixed it right away, but is it, attention to detail, is it practice? <coughs>
3: Yeah, look, I think it's focus. I think it's attention to detail. Um, You know, I think those are all aspects. um, You know, we incorporated a little bit more movement offensively in terms of what we were doing. You know, pre-snap shift, motion, some of those things. And and you go back and you look at the, you know, the penalties, and typically most of them occurred when there was some sort of pre-snap, you know, shift or motion. So. Some we we, we kind of incorporate a little bit more into the game plan. And so our guys got to get used to if we're going to do these things, you know, um, we have to be able to execute them at a high level. And so, um, you know, you don't want to be putting yourself into a negative, you know, negative position by, you know, particularly the pre-snap penalties. <clears throat> you know, sometimes there's some post-snap penalties that happen. Um, and, and part of that is to doing business in our league. And yet, um, you know, we feel like, you know, there's some technique and fundamental things that, that minimize the risk of having any type of post-snap penalties, but the pre-snap penalties, they got to go away. I think you alluded to something yesterday, but how much does it to the defensive touchdown change? Yeah, well, I think, it's, um, um, I think it's huge. I mean, you, you know, it just changes the whole momentum of, of, you know, where you're at, you know, in terms of your team. Uh, I think it can be demoralizing to the opponent. Um you know, particularly when you're able to create something like that on the road. Um, I think if you go through the history of our game and and you look at, you know, non-offensive scores, so call it defensive touchdowns, special team touchdowns, things of that nature. Um, you know, it's a it's it's a high percentage win probability when you're able to score by other means other than your than your offense. And so. Um, You know, I thought that was a big boost for our team at that point in time. Um, Yeah, look, I I think it's just a process and 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 part of the work ethic of of continuing to work on it. um, You know, each and every week. Um, I think the last couple of weeks, I think our offensive line has played, you know, much better. Um, We had one protection issue. early in the game where we, we, we missed a protection, um, you know, and then we had one, you know, later in the game where, um, you know, I think we were trying to get something a little bit more down the field and we ended up holding on to the ball a little bit. So I think, um, I think from a protection standpoint, it's been much improved. I think he loves that part of the game. You know, I think he's just, he's just a, physically and mentally tough um, individual. And uh, I think it's a good feeling to know that you you know you can throw the ball up in a contested environment. Uh, and more often than not, Mike's gonna come down with it. So um, I think that's just the way he's wired.
2: We pause it slightly, family. Let me just talk about that. Uh, The Mike Thomas thing, like I said, I'm very happy for the Saints win, to be honest with you. This is something for the team to build on. The offense had struggle wins in weeks one and two. And of course, week three should have been a blowout similar to the New England Patriots game where we should have went into the second half and went up and beat the breaks off the Packers as well. It was an implosion. Something went wrong there. Uh, And then it carried on into the Tampa Bay game. And then the Saints, so much pressure. And I credit a lot of that to the outside of the, the the who that nation got on code and credit to it. And this is something that I'm seeing across the, the NFL spectrum for teams that are struggling, that they're getting on code with each other. And team, people are not putting up with that. They are understanding the power of their dollar, you know, and the, the supporting of the team. And now we're not now just going to be a dumb bunch of dumb fanatics that just support the team, whether or not they're turning out a good product on the field. That's not intelligent. You had the power of economics to force them to do or provide a better product on the field. And for years, the old who that's to support the team, even when they were failing, they got. Then you had all this golden era of success that happened after Katrina. And this is something that we learn from historical standpoints that when you get on code, economically speaking, you'll see positive things happen. And a lot of times those economics drive things because we are in control of all this. And I tell people that all the time. You just got to just be more intelligent in what you do, band together, research, research, who you are supporting. And if you don't like their policies, then get with other people and pull your money back because most of the time they're using your money against you. So what I'm saying in this link, when you deal with the Saints, is that we're getting we've got on code and we putting pressure on them like never before. And I'm happy to see that because you see it's forcing the decision makers to put pressure on the guys that they hired to do a better job, which in terms put pressures on the players to perform and not try to say the Kumbaya thing and tell you, oh well, hey man, listen, we're gonna do better like what happened last year when the players just let the boat sail into the iceberg. We were all yelling our heads off, hey man. So a lot of the angst that was with us last year followed us to this year, and the pressure is On, There is no honeymoon period for Derek Carr. Let me tell you something. $150 million means you take that money. You must show up. So Carr played better. 180-something yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, close to one in the game. And good thing the guy didn't catch it. But the reality is we must, as a team, offensively speaking, side of the ball, they must turn it up they are the reason why the saints are three and two after five games. If I asked all of the who that's and polled them, and I did this before the season, what would the saints look like after five weeks? People were saying Q they four and one they five and Oh, the toughest team you're going to play will be the Texans. And then we, man, we got rookie quarterback in Carolina and they own five right now. Tampa Bay's a surprise, but you should have beat Tampa Bay. They wasn't all that, you know, you ain't put up an offensive touchdown in a matchup. So, Green Bay was supposed to be the win. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, We have to make sure that we know what we're doing here. And I disagree with Dennis Allen about it don't matter what the play is. No, it it definitely matters what the play is because you got to make sure the plays that you're calling are plays that your personnel can run. You can't call plays that they're not familiar with or that you're not practicing. And most of the times, a lot of the plays, they have their favorite plays. I had my favorite plays when we was playing football. It's plays that you love to run as a team because it's just something about that particular play that everybody has that energy synergy for. And that's what they have to figure out. So everything has to go back to the Saints getting the running game going. They got it going in this game with 40-plus carries. Credit to that. More than the passing, which is the way to win until Derek Carr is ready. His passes are still sailing. His passes are like, you know, some of the passes here, he's, he's making like the, the catch that he just referenced to Michael Thomas. Mike had to go up and get that ball. You know, he threw it up and Mike had to go up and get that ball. The pass to Rashid Shahid was several passes where they had to adjust to get the ball, you see? So he's going to have to kind of get together. Now, you know, I'm going to give him a little pass here right now because I know they're saying he's he, he, he's still suffering from that arm issue, right? You know, they gave him a shot, and I know they numbed him up. I know how they do. So, I mean, his passes are not exactly where they're supposed to be. He's just putting them in the vicinity of the of our fantastic skill set with players, and they're making plays on him. But he's going to have to kind of work that thing out. He's going to have to work on that accuracy and get a little bit better. He got to stop holding on to the ball so long. Uh, he got to stop studying downfield to take deep shots downfield and he's been doing better a better job of that you gotta you know just remember to just get the ball out you go through your progressions and then if you don't see something check it down or throw it away don't take a sack protect yourself we don't need you taking sacks out there for them to, to throw you down on the ground protect yourself throw the ball away you, you see what I'm saying anyway let's finish up with D.
3: Yeah, no, no, we've we've uh, we started that process a little bit, um, just kind of in the early stages of it. I mean, obviously we played him in the preseason. He did play against us in the preseason. You know, led a touchdown drive. I think it was the second drive of the game. Um, and so, look, I'm I'm impressed with their football team. Um, I know the type of team that they're going to be. I know that they're going to be. They're they're in the same mold of you know, the San Francisco 49ers in terms of the way they, you know, see the team being built. um, They're, you know, they're going to run the football. They're going to play action pass. um, They're going to be very physical on both sides of the ball. They're going to make you earn it um, from a defensive perspective, um, you know, and they're going to fly around and, and, and be a good tackling, tackling team. And, you know, when they get you into, Favorable situations, they're going to try to get after the passer. So I know that, um, you know, D'Amico does a great job of coaching those guys. I, I know what that culture's like and what that mindset's like, and um, it'll be a tough challenge. 41 rushing pins, almost 40 minutes time. What does that speak to the importance of getting a lead early and being able to kind of grind the team? Yeah, look, I, I mean, you know, obviously being able to jump out to a lead um you know is 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 important in terms of you know trying to control the clock uh and being able to 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 manage the game um you know obviously you know i think offensively we had like 200 yards at half and 14 offensive points so there was some consistency in what we were doing offensively yet i still feel like there were some opportunities that we left out there so um Yeah, I think any time that you're able to um, run the ball, call it 40 times in a game, um, A, generally you're going to have a lot of yards rushing. Uh, whether or not the, the average is that high or not doesn't really matter. It's more about the ability to have those, those attempts. And so um, I, thought, I thought we did a good job at times of really, you know, moving the line of scrimmage and, and, and creating some lanes for our runners. I thought our runners ran exceptionally hard in the game. Um, which was awesome to see. You know, there were some times where, you know, maybe there wasn't as much there, and and uh, and they hit the hole hard and, and 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 pressed and got, you know, what they could out of it. They turned probably a, you know, maybe a one to two yard gain into a three or four yard gain. And I think those are those are um, those are big body blows in a game. <laughs> Well, I think it, it, look, confidence is born out of demonstrative ability. I think we've heard that said around here, and I think it's a true statement, you know, um, and so the fact that you get the ball down there in the red area, um, you know, we were three of three, three of three, really. Uh, one was a kneel down there at the end of the game. So, you know, three of three opportunities down there in the red area. I thought we ran the ball effectively down there in the red area. I think if you want to be a good, you know, red zone offense, one of the things you have to be able to do is you have to be able to run the ball and run the ball effectively down there. So um, I thought we did. I thought we did a good job there. I thought Pete made a couple of really good play call, uh, you know, a couple of plays that, that, you know, we had, you know, Dow thought, you know, had a chance to have some success. And so I thought the shovel pass out there on the six yard line was a great call. And then, uh, you know, a little throwback to uh, Alave in the back of the end zone. I thought, That was a good call, and and, and then obviously our guys executed.
2: Much better performance for Pete Carmichael, man, in this one, and and the execution was a lot better too. Like I said, players do make the play caller look good when they do execute these plays correctly. And uh, like I said during the live broadcast, I absolutely love the call Uh, because the Saints were pretty much running that toss play to Kamara to the right side of the line pretty pretty much all game long. They found something, and they were abusing. Uh, that right side running to that right side where Ram check was they were just killing it in the game. And of course, they had a few to the left side, but the right side, they they just found something and they were just putting a hammer down on uh, the Patriots running to that side of the ball. And I just love the play on the goal line or in the red, you know, in the, inside the five yard line where it appeared like the Saints were going to go to that same play and look like Carr was going to toss the ball to Kamara and then he turns and tosses it to Foster Monroe behind him and Foster just, you know, did his fullback thing and got into the end zone. I absolutely love that play. I love that. That was the perfect call at the perfect time. And you got to give Carmichael something like that. If he can come up with something, because that was set up perfectly. They set the... Patriots up for that play the entire summation of the game and then just just did a slight deviation off it with the toss back to the fullback who was trailing behind and he was able to turn right in north, get north and south and just get in the end zone. That was a wonderful play. That was probably the best play uh, that I've seen Pete Carmichael call a really gutsy, smart play. He set it up really well. So we need more calls like that from Pete Carmichael, man. We need more calls from him like that. I mean, that was really smart and a really good uh, call by Pete Carmichael. That play, love that play, love that play. But indeed, they did a much better job as an offense. We don't have to really talk too much about the defense in my book because, that you know, what could be said about that? The defense did a wonderful job. You know, they were able to fluster uh, Mac Jones. He came in the game flustered and the Saints just kept it going. They were able to just neutralize running the football. They were able to provide pressure. And I guess I could say one of the things to say about the Saints' performance was the pressure aspect. Like the Saints, uh, what they got, like two sacks on the quarterback in the game. It wasn't that don't sound like much because they got a two sacks in two games uh prior to the win, but the pressure was a lot more there. They were able to get the turnovers. We had to pick six. You know, and the Saints were able to just literally dominate the New England Patriots. They made them go three and out a bunch of times. And we just and, and they never was tired. The Saints defense was fresh the entire game and they played fresh. You know, the offense did just enough to keep them fresh. And that's usually what it looks like when you run the ball forty-something times and child up over a hundred yards, 130 plus yards, using your one of your best players in Elvin Kamara. So I mean the defense really, and I want to, you know, they did a really good job of just pressuring and doing the things that they did. They didn't let guys kind of leak out and cause problems for us to try to run out, and that's not really Mac Jones' game, but still, in all, the Saints did a wonderful job doing that. Special teams came in there and they just they did some pretty good stuff too. Blake Grupé was able to kick those two fifty-yard field goals to get points when the Saints was way out of, you know, way back there offense was stumbling over and tripping over its own feet at times, offensively speaking in the game with the pre-snap penalties, which you definitely, the cleanup man Dennis Allen has to fix that. You, you, the pre-snap penalties against a better team. out. the Houston Texans are not a garbage team. They're a very young and competitive team with a very good young head coach. Now, we're not expecting much out of them this year, but we, you you are going to get a very aggressive young team. That's going to make a lot of mistakes. We don't need to help them make mistakes. We don't need to go in there and have false starts. And uh, we got to have our stuff together. We got to be able to go down there and take our road game, our, our running game on the road and be able to take it in the, to Reliance stadium and be able to run on that defense there to neutralize a lot of the speed they have. We got to run at those guys and we got to maul them out. So, I mean, same, similar philosophy. Of course, you have a lot more playmakers there. And of course, we caught the Patriots. They had several of their key playmakers wasn't there. Team just didn't have any mojo. This team right here, they're playing very competitive football. They beat the Steelers two weeks ago. They barely lost to the Falcons in uh, the, the New Orleans Superdome or the, the, the Atlanta Superdome. You know, you know, they steal all our stuff. So they barely won that game against the Texans. And the Texans are a scrappy team. They're going to fight you for everything. And that's fine because the Saints are a team that's supposed to be one of the more experienced teams in the NFL. We should be up there with the San Francisco's and the stuff like that. We should be up there competing with those guys, you know, in terms of what we can do with the talent that we have, the defense that we have and how we're playing. We have two of the three units really doing a good job and the third unit, which is probably the most important unit is, you know, catching up. So, we need to just continue that, man. Let's finish up with Dennis Allen's interview family, and then we'll go over some stats and then weigh it up.
3: yeah, I thought overall, I thought overall it was pretty good. I thought there were some plays in there where we we really got some movement on the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it wasn't perfect. Um, but but yet I thought and and I think overall, I think our offensive line in the last couple of weeks has 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 played better. You know, and so um, you know, I anticipate and, and expect that for them to continue to improve as the season goes on. the easiest things to say but
6: hardest things to do,
3: establish run or, you know, well, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, the game and how the game plays out kind of dictates a little bit on, on how you're able to uh, you know, play the game. Um uh, you know, certainly if you're, if you're out to a lead, it, it, it makes it a little bit easier just to continue to try to, uh, you know, run the football because the reality is in the run game, there's a lot of three and four yard gains. Um, and, and then all of a sudden there's a 15 yard, you know, explosive. So, um, it, it's about having those attempts and, um, uh, you know, if you're, you know, if you're down in the game, it makes it more more challenging. And then, obviously, if you're up in the game, it makes it a little bit easier to do. You mentioned that they'll use more pre-snap motion on offense. Do you
4: think the improved productivity was more changing some things or not trying to reinvent the wheel and just going back to
3: work? At what you well, I think there's probably a little bit of both. You know, I think that'd be a fair assessment to say that there's a little bit of both to that. You know, I think – you know we got to do we got to continue to do a good job each and every week of you know seeing seeing our team um not only through our own eyes but seeing our team through the eyes of our opponent and how they're going to see us and so you know our ability to kind of self scout ourselves look at what we're doing um and and see if we're given any type of you know advantage to our opponent and so um i thought you know, I thought we did a nice job with with some of those things, you know, in the game. And then ultimately, I don't care whether you motion, don't motion, shift, don't shift, run it, throw it, you know, how you call it, it then boils down to execution. So you can have all pretty shifts and motions that you want to have um, and they look cute, but ultimately you got to be able to, you know, get to the right people and block the right people and execute your job. And that's what this game boils down to.
2: All right. Okay. 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 Uh, the Elvin Kamara said that. Okay. Elvin Kamara was making mention of motion plays. And, you know, just getting the offense going. Right. But I understand. Um, what Elvin Kamara was saying, which brung the Saints offensive alive when it was in funner in fun times, right? You know, more suitable or successful times. And what he's saying here is, you know, he doing his best in my estimation to protect Pete Carmichael. And like what Pete, what Pete Carmichael was doing was 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 not was not popping, man. Come on. You know, now Pete did a better job this game. But you can't sit up here and say, OK, the players got to execute. It's almost like no, 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 no. The players do have to execute, but you got to give them something to execute. They are reacting to what you're doing. As the coach, they standing up looking at your ass. So whatever playbook or plays that you give them, they're going to execute based on your instruction and what you're telling them to do. So if there is plays that he's running and I've seen plays and I've watched these games several times and I see plays where they're not motivated to run the plays. Now, listen, if you're professional, you're supposed to go out there and do it, but we do understand that there are plays in the offense and defense that people run that they like to run because for whatever reason, they just feel in that play. You dig? So, you can't sit up here and, and kind of throw little shots at Kamara what he said in that interview last week about motion and all this kind of stuff because little slight shots here and there. Well, you know, we was, you know, you, you, everybody was saying this, that, and the third. No, it wasn't everybody. We knew exactly who said it, and he was qualified in what he's saying because he's good. You know, we, we know what he's doing. He's the best player, uh, you know, in, in, in on the team and on your offense. You can't win without him, you know? So, and his contribution in this game was so big, it was a major reason why the Saints won the game. From an offensive standpoint, the offense was able to get unstuck with him by putting the ball in his hand. So, just stop that, man. Just cut it out. Just don't say that. Just just say, listen, we ha- Pete Carmichael has to do a better job of calling plays. And really, it's not like it's a foreign concept. Talk to your players, find what plays they like to do. And I guarantee you don't have much success. Go talk to your quarterback and tell him which plays he's comfortable with and see if you can run those plays and y'all work on those plays to get better at. Cause he, if he, I'm telling you, Carr has plays that he really likes. He, I like these more than the same with Elvin, and the rest of them. But the reality is, is both sides have to do the job together. They have to sit together. We gotta have the players executing the play, and the play caller gotta call the the correct plays at the correct time to give them success. That's what that old that old mantra about putting players in positions to win, or putting players in in positions to be successful. What do you mean by that? If the play, if the play calling don't matter. What is putting players in position to win if the play call don't matter, Dennis Allen? That's a bunch of poppycock. That's a bunch of balderdash. You know? You know? That's what that is, sir. That's ridiculous. You know, so stop taking sneaky snaky shots at people. they saying the right stuff. The offense was boring and ineffective over the last couple of weeks. It was until yesterday and then yesterday the Saints turned it up they did something totally different and look what happened so just learn from this shut up learn from this and see if you can replicate this from week to week just get them together and learn to run the ball better and shut up with all this little slide sneak dissing that you're doing up here it's just man come on you get one win after a two-game streak you're gonna sit up here and try to validate Pete carmichael the kind of plays that he was calling over the last two weeks like I told y'all it's almost like I told y'all that I knew what I knew what it was you didn't know jack squat cut it out you know you're we talking about motion and all this stuff we know who you're talking about bro yeah
3: look I mean you know I, I think you're getting this you know news that you have cancer. I mean um, I know people that have gotten that word before and it's not an easy Attack that head-on um, is uh, is a testament to him, and I think that's really kind of how he is as a as a football player. You know, um, he attacks the game head-on. Um, I thought he had a great week of practice this week. I thought he was vocal at times when needed to be, and um, yeah, it was awesome to see. I was excited for him. You know, I think we I think we may have located that ball too, so that's that's a good deal. Yeah, of the game? I don't think that's where I, my mind was at that point in time.
4: You uh have a short week coming up
3: after this week. Do you do anything differently from preparation. You Keep talking about great week of practice last week. Is it the same this week knowing you have a quick week after it? Or yeah, we everything's focused on this week. Focus on the Houston Texans and what do we have to do to try to win this game? And uh Uh, We won't look any anywhere past that, and uh, you know today was about making the corrections that we have to make from this past week's game, Uh, and then now we get we move on, and all of our attention and all of our focus is on Houston for this week. All
2: right, that's enough of him. All right, so Dennis Allen conference today, man. All I can say is we just need to make sure that we kind of focus, man, on what needs to be focused on, and that, of course, is. The Saints have to kind of, you know, study the film. And, you know, study the film. And really, and it's like what we did the preview stream. We talked about it in the preview stream several times, the preview before the lot the watch party that we did. We talked about Keys to Victory. Um, and it's all it always starts with the offensive line, right? You we know, we know our team. We know that. Uh, car is shaky right now he had his best performance as a QB now but we're not saying anything disparaging is the fact that the Saints really need to do a better job pass protecting and run blocking that's just the bottom line it the key to success for the Saints offense is the offensive line has to become more ferocious they have to be able to get on code and start you know manhandling like they did in this New England Patriots game they dominated the Patriots defensive line you know and, and they can, and, and then we've seen that it wasn't totally perfect, you know, the performance offensively speaking. You know, as a team, it was a very solid performance, the best of the year. But that is, but it's a plus. I see a lot of pluses here because the Saints finally did, you know, they got an idea of what they can do. This is the best. The Green Bay game was on its way to doing that, but they, they just couldn't complete it. But this time around, they didn't allow any collapse to happen. They were well aware of now we're not going to let this turn into the Green Bay game, which is, which is very good, you know, and they were able to turn it up, keep it turned up. They were able to impose their will. They were able to get a touchdown in the second half. We wanted that to happen. And they were able to do a lot of positive stuff that they can build on. And this was the type of performance that you want to see them have. Like you blow this team out and then you go into Houston and then you should be able to maybe not blow them out of blank them, but you should be able to beat a young Houston club. No disrespect to the Texans. We got a, a Texan podcast that we'll be bringing here later on in a week to talk about the Houston Texans. But we are not going to sit up here and say that, you know, that the saints with all the talent that they have, that they should be one of the top five teams in the NF in the NFL, definitely a top four or five team in the NFC. Really? They should be the talent they have and we all waiting for the offense to galvanize so that the team can realize its potential. It's all on the offense. The defense is showing you what they're doing. They have people missing in the defense, still stepping up and showing up and handling the business. Special teams with rookies in that sucker are doing a solid job. So offense, what's your deal? You know? So let's hope that they can learn. And remember, statistically speaking, the 40 plus carries, versus the 28-something what, or whatever it was passing attempts they had, it's a good recipe for success. That mean, the Saints are trusting the running game to guide the way for the team, and that is based on the offensive line. They have to be able to maul out and dominate in the trenches. Not only, you know, and Carr has to speed up his clock in his head. I don't know if he even have a clock, but he's going to have to speed up and not sit up there and hold that ball because they got some pass rushes over there in Houston that's going to get after you. So you can't stand up there with that damn ball with drive killing. You can't kill the drives because you're you staring down field. D- you know, dump it down. Go through the progressions. You don't know, see what you like. Dump it down. And be patient because sooner or later, they're going to give you an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. They will. So let's just do what we got to do. Just run that ball and be smart about it, man. They're going to give you that five yard lane for you, and you just get them on up the field and take that shot when it pre- presents itself because eventually it will. All right, anyway, if you can look to your screen, fam, you see to the right side of your screen, these are the current statistics for the Saints as of right now, as you can see with Derek Carr's numbers and Elvin Kamara. And of course, I want you to kind of study on the team statistics as it stands right now, where you see the passing yards with what the Saints are averaging currently versus the rushing yards and then that's the defensive statistics there uh as well. So it's it's just one of those things where we have to be able to improve from an offensive standpoint and a lot of this is the Saints as a team just kind of waiting on its offense to kind of get it together after five weeks and kind of do it. Now that we got a blueprint, let's see if the Saints can emulate the blueprint from this past Sunday into the Houston game. So like I said, this will be a – it's another test uh, uh, for us to learn, man, as we get closer and closer to the season. So just looking at it, family, we done got through five games, five games thus far in our season. You know, you know, as you can see, two straight and then two losses and now a win against the Patriots. And then, of course, we got the uh, couple of games before we hit the bye against the Falcons. Texans in Texas, twelve o'clock game. Then the Jaguars is a Thursday night game on a short week in the dome. That's going to be interesting. Then we bounce come back against the Colts. But well, I don't know if A, a Richardson, uh, is he? Uh, if Richardson's going to be there for that game, I don't know. Uh, he might be. I don't know. We got to go up there to Indianapolis. It's the dome building. We got Chicago that played better, but still, in all, we you know we can't take any teams for for granted. Minnesota at Minnesota. And then, of course, we hit the bye uh, before we take on the Falcons. So it's going to be an interesting series of games over the next several weeks. But we take a game by game approach and the Texans are next. So we'll be looking all at that to make sure we do whatever we got to do to bring that sucker home. And so, yes. So anyway, with that being said, let me kind of bounce on over to the family members before we go and take about 10 minutes worth of quick questions. So family, if y'all got a question, please feel free to throw it in the chat and I'll do my best to answer your questions. So all right, brother Gundam says Q uh, middle clock spot on. <laughs> yeah, he is. I don't know if he has a clock in his head. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he's just sight. think I think he's just trained to cycle through progressions like he goes left to right then right to left If you have an opportunity to go to to, to go left to right and then go back and cycle twice, and you know, at some point you got to be like, man, you know, these guys gotta be around me somewhere. Or he did a positive thing. Car is did a good thing. He used his wheels, you know. When he didn't see something he liked, he took off and he slid. You see what I'm saying? He actually did that. I would like to see more of that. Like, well, cute, he's kind of, you know, he got the show dish. He knows how to slide. You can't hit him when he's sliding. That's a penalty. So he's protected. The quarterback's protected if he does that. So instead of forcing the ball in bad positions or taking sacks, it'll be better for you to kind of leak out. And if you don't see something you like, throw it away. Or if you got a a lane to run, take off, go get your three or four yards right quick. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that you've seen Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield did, uh, against us in these games. They were able to, that was a big part of their winning these games because the quarterback was able to get yardage uh on these little, you know, breaking out and running and picking up yards for first down, all this kind of stuff. Why we can't we emulate that a bit? If you see a little greener in front of you, take off and run. Pick up a three or four yard gain for the squad, whatever you gotta do. So I mean, you know, he just he has to get and that's what I was saying. And I'm not disparaging Derek Carr. It's just merely based on my my study of the film and watching how he plays. And it's a 10 vet, 10 year veteran quarterback. You know, and he makes mistakes like a rookie does in many cases. And I'll be like, that don't that that's what a rookie would do. A veteran quarterback that old shouldn't have done that. Like he he took that sack in the in the play. He had all kind of time. I'm like, dude, what are, what are you doing? You you had time to throw it away, do something, you know, he just took the sack. That just didn't make any sense to me for you to do that kind of thing and you have all this experience as a starting quarterback. It's like it's just kind of really confusing to see him just and just just do things like that at times. But yeah, but the positive is like I said, I think the positive is to take the ball out of his hand and put it in the hands of more accomplished people on this team that knows the system. Elvin Kamara. I like the Elvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, Taysom Hill running back mix. I like that mix. We can take advantage of that against these other teams. You know, maybe not so much the stretch plays because you'll have maybe a similar effect because the Texans have a fast defense. You don't want to do that sideline to sideline thing against them. That don't work. Usually, fast teams like that, you could punch them in the mouth up the center. So we need our offensive line to get really mad and angry and kind of do that thing to kind of maul these teams out. Usually when you got a fast team like that, you can kind of put the pressure on them and kind of maul them out with the big guys, you know? And then of course, you know, there's other things that you can do as well. So, but yeah, we'll see what's going on. All right. So anyway, uh, Andre, how you doing, sir? Says nice win, but we won't be going against the Patriots for the next 11 games. Yes, sir. We got to step it up on offense. He, he says, hell, we got to step it up on all facets. Have y'all seen Brock Purdy? And the, Yes, I have seen Brock Purdy's and the Niners. Andre, and let me tell you something, brother. The 49ers, I, did, I was not a person that believed in Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy is running Kyle Shanahan's system to AT. I don't know where he found this dude at. Um, because he had Trey Lance out there, he had Jimmy Garoppolo. He got rid of both of those guys and said, This dude is my quarterback. That dude knows Kyle Shanahan's system very well. That is not luck. He knows the system and is really doing a good job of running it. He knows that system. He found a, the right quarterback to operate that system, and that they are very good, they can run the ball. With, with with McCaffrey, they have some really good wide receivers there, one of the best tight ends in the NFL in Kittle. They have a really knockdown drag out defense and really in a decent special teams unit. You know, and Kyle Shannon, that 49er team, I wasn't a believer of them at first because I didn't believe in Purdy. But let me tell you something. The 49ers club looks damn good. And they manhandled the Cowboys who were blowing teams out. They got after them, made them look bad, and that's after a month worth of games. What's our excuse? Well, we got a guy just trying to figure it out, man. Still in all, fam. You know, the 49ers, they look pretty good, man, to be honest with you. So yeah, it's more of the same, bro. We just, you're right, though. We got we we won't we won't be facing the the Patriots the Patriots every every week. We can only wish to. Yeah, they look really good, man. 49ers, man. I got to give them that, man. I gotta give them that. All right. Slim says, uh, shout out to my boy, Slim. Slim says, I like, I will say again, when the Saints rush the ball 30, that's right. That's the old stat, Slim. You are saying it, brother, 30 plus time. He had 41 running attempts against the Patriots. You know, they ate up the time of possession and they win a lot of games when you do that. So it was good. Shout out to the Queens, man, in the building. Uh, Lori, Pammy, Carla. All the queens, man, good to see y'all, man. I'm I was just going through the 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 stories. I didn't get a shot a chance to holler at y'all, but shout out to the kings and queens. Brother Eric says Q, I don't have that trust in Carmichael yet. He gotta show me. All right, there you go, brother Eric. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's what I'm talking about. All right, all right, man. Let me keep all right. Who else we got, fam? Any more questions, man? Before I dirt on out of here, man. Y'all throw questions in the in the chat for me. Gundam says uh DA will never humble himself, especially in the culture awareness environment. It is his DNA, if you know what I mean. Connect the dots. I got you, bro. I appreciate what you're saying. Infinity says Q, he's just a wimp and refuses to call Pete out. You know, and that's the thing, man. I understand, uh, you know, I can't be real, man. I can't stand up here and say, (laughs) I (laughs) I can't stand up here and say one way or the other, right? Um. You know, if I, if I don't like if I like a certain player a lot and then if the that said player starts underperforming and then I start talking about all oh, the, the players around the player and that's underperforming and don't touch on that player. That's 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 not keeping it a buck. You know what I'm saying? That's not keeping 100. That's not keeping it real. It's all buck 15, as I like to say, that's not keeping it real. If you don't call people out when they're not doing what they're supposed to do and then give praise when they do that is how you're supposed to do it just can't go and just go out like someone some skip bail and stuff and just criticize lebron james all the time and just don't get a man credit you know what i'm saying i'm not on that kind of time but what i'm saying is like when you see if pete carmichael and I understand you like pete carmichael but say, yes, Pete Carmichael, we all got to do, I got to do a bet. First of all, if I'm Dennis Allen, I'm not even saying he at first, my first thing is I, he's the head coach, but he doesn't do that. And I noticed that about him, that he doesn't say He, he doesn't do that. Dennis Allen doesn't do, you know, it's like an accountability thing. And that's something we talked about before with Dennis Allen and this accountability thing. And he, I understand him wanting to protect his OC, but listen, chill out with that right now. It's just one game. Okay. And that's the thing about patience. Like they had a guy that was coming on the show and he was always talking about what did Dennis Allen do wrong this time. The first two games, and I say, okay, bro, just chill out. Give me a, get you just, this, this is still This is only two weeks in. We got a lot of football left. And then the weeks three and four happen. You don't even hear from them. because the reality I haven't been here and I've seen this stuff before. So have you, you know, it's just, you catalog all this stuff, you go over it and it kind of repeats, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, that's like uncle Paulie. shout out to uncle Paulie. He sees certain things. He's like, man, I've seen this before and I know how this is going to end. And he's relying on that historical perspective because he knows that a lot of times history runs in cycles. It operates in cycles. Things happen in cycles, like the like nature. You know, it's you know it's just the what what summer falls and then you know winter and then spring and then we back to summer. It operates in cycles, just like nature do. So I mean, is if you're astute enough. And, and intuitive enough, you can be able to spot certain things and call it out. And Uncle Paulie does that a lot. You know, that's why I respect his commentary. His historical perspective on a lot of the stuff that we talk about and several other. We got a lot of I call him the great Saint Thank tank historian, but professor be dropping some science. Gundam, Brother Prime, uh, Slim, a lot of brothers be dropping and sisters be dropping a lot of great science here. That's why we call it the great Saint Thank tank, man. we be handling that business, man. we be able, we can dress down anybody that's that think they know that, you know, we cover that team at a higher level. Cause we understand from a deeper perspective, it's not just football players, they're people. And at the same time, you know, people operate in cycles as well. You know, it's just patterns to people. And we, you can, when you find out the pattern of a person, how they operate you could predict their movements or what they're going to say and what they're going to do for real and that's how we able to see a lot of the stuff and we able to talk about it from that level so i mean but p carmichael it's just one game all right it's, i'm very happy we blanked the 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 patriots but dennis allen on that interview throwing them little sneaky shots in there chill out with that because that motion commentary that he said that was aimed at elvin kamar because he was the only one that was saying that when he did his interview and Dennis Allen didn't like that. That's what I would be telling you. He heard that interview. He didn't like that Where he was talking about motions and he was in Kamara was telling the reporters and people what he thought about the offense. It was asking them questions. He was answering them very honestly. So that little dig in that little commentary was at him, you know, so cut that out, you know, that's one game. And let's see if he can replicate that success. For the rest of the season because the pressure is not the pressure is still there. It's kind of like a wall right now. It's chilling. But 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 boy, oh, boy, you don't operate and come out and perform better. That pressure coming back is not that far away. It's just standing there chilling. (laughs) That pressure just chilling. All right, so shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all, man. It's just we got to do it, man. Oh, my goodness. They say hit the cleanup, man. I don't know if it, let me see, Fan, if I can dig it up here, man, and put the clean up, man. Hey y'all, y'all, they like the clean up, man. Let me put, let me put uh, the clean up. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear the clean up, man, man. I'm gonna play a little bit of this for y'all, and that be it. But
1: I'm the it's girl, and, right off feet. And,
2: then- and he gets his cousin who who dancing with his work shoes on <laughs> that dude look like that dude look like zion man D- zion dancing in this living room it, it, that looks very weird very weird how he's moving then the brother with the uniform on with his work shoes on get to spin it. I don't understand what part of it. Why, why would they do that? Let's, You know what? Let's make him spin with your work shoes on. That, that, that'll, that'll psych him up. That's, that's, that's... Nah, we good. Alright, there y'all go. See, I played the <laughs> That dude do look
1: like Zion, man. That
2: dude look like Zion, man. <laughs> he do. He look like an out, of, an out of shape Zion, man. For real, man. I Gundam says, Q, uh, do you think rookie Howden will surpass Marcus Williams? Well, I think not right now. I think what Marcus has, what, two more years on his contract? I want to say Marcus Williams has, what, another year or two on his contract? I definitely believe he's the future of the safety position. I like how he played in the games when he was in there. Uh, You know, it just seemed like the game wasn't too big for him. He's a solid tackler. He's smart. I think the future of the safety position is definitely Jordan Howden, man. You know, he played, he got a little early game experience in there and stepped up and did some positive plays for us. So, yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with him. I think not right now, but I think eventually um, when Marcus May's contract is up, I can see him probably moving into that position, man. We, of course, we probably have to dress and uh, find somebody else. But in terms of the pair next to him, because Tyron Matthews at the back end of his year his kind I mean of his career and then Marcus may you know we'll see you know so yeah I, I wouldn't be mad at having young safeties back there but how definitely in the future safety position a question brother roll how you doing sir said so you think if the Saints still had Trey Smith season loading with his blocking with the Saints running game be better I, well I don't think Trey Kwan Smith would actually see the field bro i just I wouldn't, I wouldn't think he, I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't think Trey, Trey Quan Smith would even see the field. I'm just going to be, if he was healthy, I don't think he sees the field. to be honest with you. I mean, um, if the saints really felt like he had a role with the team. And of course, Dennis Allen talked about that. He said that he, you know, he made it back to being healthy and they could have found a spot for him. They could have did something, you know, to put him on the team. They just say, you know what, whatever, we're going to just release him because we like what we got going on. So I think Traquan Smith man is, is unceremoniously ended the way it did, but, you know, uh, you know, it was just, he didn't, he never, he didn't reach his potential with us. And I think a lot of that was, you could say it was Traquan. I just think it's how the Saints used him. I think Sean Payton had this idea to a fault that he would try to take wide receivers and turn them to guys that, or you know that add duality to their game they can be in, used inside and out and Trey Quinn Smith early on struggled with that he wasn't the guy that was made to run routes inside I remember he used to get popped in his mouth and all this kind of stuff and uh, he make the catch but he get i mean that just wasn't his his game and i'm thinking that if Sean Payton would kind of focused on making him more of the deep threat that he was when he came out of out of college cuz he was doing some really positive stuff in in college he had the speed, the size, and if you would have utilized his abilities more in that for, in that mode as opposed to trying to turn him into an inside-outside guy that run in the slot, he ain't no slot-wide receiver. He does block well, but, you know, if they would have kept him as, as an outside guy, you probably would have had a lot more success and a more confident Traquan Smith. But uh, that little school in which he was with Peyton, where Peyton was trying to turn him into a slot man and make him play inside, and out, it's not for everybody. And Traquan Smith, you know, about time he did it, it just it just didn't work. He kept getting hurt. It just was it was just unfortunate, you know, a third round pick because they were they said that he was supposed to be when they drafted Traquan Smith. He's supposed to be the compliment for Michael Thomas. When Chris Olavi got here, there's no need to have him here. You got other guys like Keith Kirkwood that's play, outplaying him. A.T. Perry has a lot more potential. It was just time to say, you know, let them go. But the Saints always a little slow to let guys go. They should already let go a year or two ago. They always do that. That's uh, one of the things they hold on to people a little longer than what they were supposed to happen. But you know, unfortunately. But hey, he caught on. He went back and ran up under Sean Payton's skirt. You know, so that's where he is now. You know, Charles says uh, we should be beat the brakes off the Texans if Carmichael is about that life. If uh, not, I'm calling for, for the rest of the season. We should score at least 30 a piece in the game. Well, I'm not going to say, um, you know, we'll beat the brakes off the Texans. The Texans, they're not the Patriots, bro. Uh, and, and the Texans, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's have them playing expired football. I mean, very inspired football out there. I mean, the defense, they got a lot of key uh, playmakers. They got one of the best pass rushers in the draft on the defense. They had some pieces on the defense as already. And D'Amico Ryan's has them playing really inspired the offense, but Stroud is really stepping up. He's doing doing his thing. A lot of people taking shots at Bryce Young and of Carolina Panthers because they took uh Bryce over CJ Strode, but Bryce ultimately is going to be just as good as CJ Strode is. It's a different circumstance going on with the Texans. And, you know, it's going to be a difficult game to go down. We're going to Houston. And it's all we always go down and have, you know play them tough in their building. So we got to go down there and we gotta make sure we get the dub. We got to bring the running again, running attack, and we got to bring our defense and our offense. We can't have the pre snap penalties. This is a young team. Usually they'll give have all type of errors and issues. We should be able to hopefully get the CJ Stroud, contain him, not allow him to stand back there and find wide receivers and playmakers. Damien Price, the running back, I don't know, I think he's I think Damien Price is healthy. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to scout them uh, this week. I got a podcast to come in and talk about it. But, yeah, they, that's not a team to overlook, man. Damian Press, Price is the running back. They have Stroll there. He's a young, dangerous guy. We always kind of look at these young rookie quarterbacks The Saints play. We always seem to have a degree of difficulty with these, with these type of quarterbacks. So, hopefully, you know, we could kind of frazzle him a bit, show him some stuff, blitz him. We got to stop them from running the football. And we got to put pressure on them. And, uh, and then on the flip side, we have to run the ball and eat up clock and put pressure on them that way as well and allow our defense to rest, rush rush or rest rather and be able to pin their ears back to go after these guys. So it's gonna be a delicate balance, but we'll see. All right, shout out to you. All right, what's up? Uh hope I'm saying your name right, bro. Chicomo, Chicome, Ako. Hope I'm saying that right, bro. Uh hey Q, why don't these big networks cover the Saints this year? Oh, yeah. They sure they sure covered the loser pads, but not the word on the Saints on the NFL out. Yes, indeed, we we always talk about that, bro. And to be honest with you, Cha I, I hope I'm saying your name right, but thank you for that question. That all I can say is that's why we that's why I started the sports coma. What about a, almost a decade ago? Maybe a little more longer than we had the thought process to create the coma based on the bad coverage that we we wasn't receiving any coverage we'll beat teams. We'll win. And then they'll talk about the new England Patriots. They'll talk about the New York jets or the giants. They'll talk about the Rams or the Raiders, or they'll talk about the Cowboys, or they'll talk about the Steelers, or they'll talk about everybody else. And the saints could have really good wins. And they'll, we'll beat a new England Patriot team. We'll beat a jets or giant club. We'll beat the Rams or the Raiders or whatever the team will beat the Cowboys. And then they'll just talk about how the Cowboys lost the game and not how you beat them. So weird narrative that they spin. That's why we created our own network to talk about the saints. Cause we got tired of the bull crap coverage that we was getting for real. You know, even to a degree from locally perspective, we used to listen to a lot of the radio stuff back in the G and then that became watered down. Like they wasn't keeping it real on the radio. Now a lot of people are starting to do that in the media because you doing that because you and guys like us and are doing that now. So it forces them to catch up with you because a lot of time, the corporations, they don't want to be critical of the team because they are covering the team. They got a relationship with the team. You see, <clears throat> I don't have such a relationship with the saints. I don't have season tickets that they give me. Cause I'm big Q. I can go down there and I've been contacted before, but I'm not going to do that because that will blur and corrupt my coverage and perspective on the saints team. If y'all find out that the Saints, I'm sitting up in the box suite with Mickey Lomas. And I am like, man, I can't talk about Mickey like that. That's my dog, you know. I <laughs> I can't do that, man. It will blur my coverage. Now, I don't mean I can't be nice to them because I've met people before, quite a few people, and I think they're very nice people. But at the same time, you got to understand, I'm gonna call it how it is, you know. So you got to just develop thick skin or get out the game. So that's how I appear, that's how I look at it. But yeah, that's 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 why we were created, bro. We created. Because of that, we wasn't getting a good coverage of, of the squad, man. So thank you for that question. RG says, Q, you're 100% right. It was a jab at Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, indeed. Y- y'all listened to that interview again. And I, I, like I said, I didn't listen to that interview before. Uh, I played it for y'all because I like to kind of react to a lot of these interviews organically for the first time. And when I heard that, I was like, hold on here. Let me play that back. Let me run that back. And that's what exactly what it was, you know? So. Right, Brian said, do you think a, a rookie quarterbacks the future of the team as a starting quarterback after Derek Carr's contract up? It could be uh, Howden was a guy that Derek Carr believes is the future. He said that. When, he signed, when they drafted him, matter of fact, he had something to do with that drafting him because he came from the same college. Carr comes from. They're both Fresno State quarterbacks. <clears throat> you know, so they believe that once con- Carr's contract is up, and he said that. Carr said that. Once the contract is up, you know, Jordan Howden can take over. Only thing is, if Jordan Howard to be ready, you know, and he's a young, good quarterback at college, you know. But you know, four years from now, who knows, bro? Who knows? You know, who knows? Things could be a lot different in four years, bro. You know what I mean? RG says, "Do you think Cam looked mad about Kamara calling him out for me?" No, I don't think Cam takes none of that to heart. Cam is, Cam is, Cam is hundred percent real, man. Cam will tell you if somebody's saying something about him that's right, he will say that they're right. Like he. If you said something that he did that was wrong, Cam will say that you're right. That's what kind of dude Cam is. That's why I got love for Cam. Very rarely, I don't say anything bad about Cam or DeMario. Well, I said that kumbaya stuff that DeMario was spreading last year as opposed to going and check his teammates and tell them we need to have some team-only meetings or player-only meetings last year. That's the only thing I said about DeMario. But Cam, I don't say anything about Cam Jordan because he operates the way you're supposed to operate.
4: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Just visit pricetix.com/slash/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at pricetix.com/slash/play100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy.
5: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
5: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: That's
5: right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase. Necessary. Forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You know, somebody's saying something and say, yeah, you know what? That's, that's true. I, I could have did this, that, and third. I just have to play better. He, Cam does that. Cam handles it perfectly, man. That's why I said, you know, I don't think he would be upset if somebody would say some stuff like that. Cam ain't tripping on nothing, man. I remember what Cam was saying uh, uh, about when Jameis was the quarterback, about he was trying to go recruit everybody, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. He was out there recruiting everybody, and Jameis was still a member of the team, and I was like, damn. So Cam, you know, I, I I think Cam got thick skin, and he's a realist, man. I like Cam, man. I like him. Uh, Kevin Collins says, Q, uh, did y'all give number 96's flowers that boy put on a clinic? Yeah, you're talking about Carl Grandison. Oh, yeah, we gave Carl Grandison plenty shots out, bro, especially in that game. And I was giving him big credit in the uh, watch party call, uh, you know, the, the play-by-play, man. Uh, Gundam says, Q, for the defense, Uh, lane discipline is key for the – oh, yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. That is – that's true. J-Rock says half the family's is going to be at the game. Houston, I think the fan base will be split 50-50. That's a good thing, man. A lot of Saints in there yelling their heads off to help out. All right. All right. Shout out to you. Okay. Uh, my brother James says, who that Q? Big facts. The Texans are not the Patriots. Strode has been exceptional with the game slowing down for him. Yeah, it is, bro. Already he's mobile, which gives us fits. Ryan's built Ryan's built 49ers. Indeed, bro. Yeah, he built the 49ers. He did. And uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Was a hell of a coach for the 49ers defense. He has the Texans defense looking written. They remember they have, they went, they swung for the fences in the draft because they wanted to have this team to have a, a jump in the in the AFC South. And he was, he got they swung for the fences. Got what? Who did they get? Uh was it Strode first? I think it was C. No, no, no. It was the run the, the defensive end they picked up first. One of either one of the two they were able to get strolled and then they went back into the draft to get the, one of the best defensive ends in the draft. So they, they really did some solid movements in Houston with D'Amico Ryan signing. He's a future. He's a really good head coach. He can, he uh, speaks to the players. He's, he's young, you know, he's closer to their age. He can talk to the players. He's respected. You know, he made his, his money with the Texans. So he has a lineage and a, and a, uh, a, 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 a foothold or a you know a a, a a a i guess a feel for it or energy in that building because he played a lot of good years for the Texans as a player he was a phenomenal linebacker now that he comes back there man he's bringing a lot of them winning ways with him and he has them inspired and we talk about guys like Damian P- Pierce the running back that they have and Uh, Strode and a few of the other guys. It's the young, one of the, I think the wide receiver, I forgot his name, used to play for Alabama, the little speedster. He's a headache. So we might not know all of their players. We're going to break down and go through all that stuff. But I remember the little wide receiver they had two years ago. They drafted him. He was hurt. He's healthy now. Uh, I forgot the kid's name, but he is definitely somebody you need to pay attention to. So yeah, absolutely, bro. All right. All right. Jake Hainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Not Jordan Q. Okay. Yeah. He said Hainer. Okay. Hainer. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hainer. Well, I I don't know about Hainer, man. We'll, we'll see, bro. I know he got suspended for the stuff, but you know, with the PEDs and stuff, but four years from now, Jake Hainer, I, I don't really know. I don't, we'll just have to watch and see in four years, we'll see how it goes. And if, you know, most rookies, if you're talking about in terms of them taking criticism or whatnot, sometimes if you're a rookie Player, that's all you can do because you don't know, you know, you just have to be able to have thick skin and learn as much as you can learn. Uh, in the system, all right. Shout out to my guy, Hoodie Man, Jake Kane or Jordan Howden is the safety. Okay, okay, I must have mixed it up. My bad, fam. I bet my bad. All right, I apologize if I mix something up. All right, Brian says, Are you going to do the Pelicans preseason game tomorrow? We're gonna hey, listen, fam. We're gonna, um, for the Pelicans, um. We're going to be starting ratcheting up content for the Pelican postgame report. We are going to be back. There are a couple of uh, shows that, you know, uh, we're going to be, you know, doing the regular stuff we're doing, you know, posting of the uh, pregame practice uh, interviews from Willie. We are going to be doing a coverage and recapping the Pelicans preseason matchups. There will be some new addition to the Pelican postgame report. Shout out to my girl, Lexa Drew. She'll be joining the Pelican Post Game Report. She's already joined the team as a contributor over there, so y'all give Lexa some love. Very smart chick. She's just awesome lady. She's really intelligent with the basketball game, man. Really intelligent. Uh, really proud to have her joining the Pelican Post Game Report team. And of course, we also will be adding simulations to the fray. To the fray, we'll have some more content. I'll be doing some more flash reports myself. Uh, a lot of stuff, man, that's going to be going on. So y'all should really kind of enjoy the Pelican post-game report or the Pelican season's getting ready to get started soon. And, you know, it's this is the busy time of year with me, with the Saints, the Pelicans, LA, with college football coverage, boxing coverage. You know, it's a busy time of the year for me. So that's how I'll be doing, you know. All right, thank you for that, bro. Jerome said, do you think May need to start over? the? Oh, yeah, definitely. Marcus May is going to step right in as a starter, bro. Ain't no doubt about it, man. James says Hainer right Q. The question I have now is, was it the PEDs that okay, that okay, that, okay. I might have been mixing up the question. Thank you. I might he said the question I have now is was it the PEDs that made them draft Hainer at QB? Was it his skill set? I, I think it's Hainer can play the position. Now I don't know how long he's been taking some PEDs and he said this thing like he didn't know he might have had some cereal. And I, you know, I'm just throwing that in. <laughs> <laughs> man listen man i had drunk some coffee and i went to this place man it smelled a little weird in there but i thought the coffee was cool you know i'm man. i drank the coffee next thing you know man it was saying you know that kind of thing you know but he took on this for it you know he, when you get busted you have no choice but to do it and he's serving his time right now but i don't think the peds had a part of his game in terms of i don't know if he was doing that in college i would hope not but I think Jake Hainer is a pretty decent quarterback, a college quarterback. Of course, he got to get stronger and he's still a world of way from getting ready to play anything close to an NFL game fam, you know? So I don't, I think he'll be all right. And Derek Carr's philosophy was he was involved. What I was saying originally about Hainer was Carr was involved in the process of drafting Hainer. He said that in interviews that, you know, they both Fresno State quarterbacks. And he said that once his contract is up and his time with the Saints is up, he wanted Hanner to, you know, he thought hanner would be the next quarterback. Well, that's so far down the road. Who knows if that might be the case at all? The Saints might have found a, or draft a quarterback or had a free agent that decided to come here. Four years from now, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how that would play, but that's so far off, man. Four years from now, hell, we might not even have the same coach. Another coach might come in here and decide, hey, man, uh, I don't like this guy. Let me bring in some competition for him. But you would think that that would be how they would groom a quarterback to play behind one guy from the from another. We'll see, fam. We'll see. That's a, kind of a toughie, man. I don't know, man. I really don't know how that's going to play. Uh, RG said, thank you for that, though, uh, bro. Uh, uh, RG says Tulane should be getting respect. They beat USA in a bowl game. Tulane came close to beat no Miss without their starting quarterback. They did. They would have beat them. If Pratt was starting, and speaking of quarterbacks, Pratt should be available in the draft next year. He's phenomenal. And he's finally getting some credit this year. Jaden Daniels is getting some credit this year. He's playing phenomenal. His numbers are up there with Caleb Williams and some of these other quarterbacks in the in the country. So they're going to try to make that man play wide receiver watch because he kind of lightened the ass. They're going to try to make him play wide receiver watch. They're going to do that because they did the same. That was same what happened with Lamar Jackson when he came out of, what would Lamar came from? Louisville? Was it Louisville? I want to say y'all correct me. Didn't Lamar Jackson come from Louisville? I want to say he came from Louisville. I don't know. It's been a long time, but when he first came out, Lamar was kind of light and he was saying, he was trying to get him to play wide receiver. And Lamar told him people don't ask me to come work out for y'all. If y'all talking about playing wide receiver, I respected that because if they try to get you to play wide receiver, next thing you know, they turning you into a wide receiver. You won't play quarterback stick to your guns. But Jaden Daniels, man, uh, he got to pick up a little, little bit of more weight on him. But I like Jaden Daniels a lot, man. He kind of he kind of smiled a lot, you know, but he's a good kid. Christopher says, Big Q, Jake took the PDs because he was working on blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Thank you for telling me that. All right, I didn't know. Okay. James said, I think they should have gotten Stetson Bennett over Hayner. He was right there with far more upside, two time champion. Yeah, he's tough as nails. And we could only dream that he would draft the hot young gun at the QB. LOL. Yeah, yo, know, Hainer, man. I like I said, I studied the film on Hainer. I like what Hainer looks like on college film. I do. He has a lot of potential, but in the pro game, you know, you got to get you got to get used to. The, you got to get in there and get those reps. The game got to slow down to you. Got to cycle through his progressions. You got to be patient. He, he, and you got to deliver the ball right. And the knock on Hainer was arm strength. But we heard that before because we had that with Drew Brees for many years. But he has pretty decent accuracy. He's a, he's his high He's got a very high IQ in terms of plant, you know, football IQ. Um, maybe it didn't help him because he got caught. But in the end, you know, he got that PED uh, stigma over his head. Now he have to beat that thing. The NFL would be looking at him. But in the end, I like his college tape. Now whether or not that translates into him being a, a good quarterback in us, you know, with us. Four years from now, bro, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows, bro? I don't know. I would hope so. But then again, from a historical standpoint, when did the Saints ever have a established quarterback uh, for several years and then draft the quarterback and then pass the job over to the the guy that they drafted after the established guy got too old? When did that ever happen? So unless I'm thinking the Saints are going to do something they never done before, you know, I, I don't know. Cause I I also pay attention to his from how they handle things from a historical standpoint right and from based on what I've seen name me any successful time that the Saints had an established quarterback and they drafted a guy to 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 take his place and then when the guy that was established got ready to leave the drafted guy stepped in and had success y'all y'all I'm throwing the question to y'all y'all give them to me in the chat. Who would give me the guy? Whoever in Saints history did that ever happen? Y'all throw that to me. That's why I'm having a, tr- a problem. That's why I'm kind of struggling over this question. Because I'm in my head, I'm like, I like the dude's college film, but from the way the Saints operate, we just talked about people operating in patterns. Everybody got a pattern to them. Everybody got a pattern to them. Some people might be a little bit more unpredictable than others, but you just have to pay a little bit more attention to them to figure them out. But everybody got a pattern to their behavior. You know, everybody has a cycle of actions that make them who they are. They might as unique as they are. You still have a routine, a routine, ain't nothing but a cycle. You know, it's it's a pattern, in other words. So, I mean, the pattern for the Saints as an organization is they never done that. They never had an established quarterback and drafted a guy. And then the drafted guy stepped in and took over the team when the establishment guy got out of the way. I mean, to me, I don't remember him. Y'all, y'all educate me in the chat. Y'all tell me uh, who the guy is. I don't know. I right, brother James says, "Q, what's really going on with Foskey?" Don't tell me, <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, no, 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 no. Stanley John Baptiste, St- Stephon Anthony, or Zach Bond. Stanley John Baptiste was a reach. Um, he was was predicting him to be uh, the next, and that was just totally terrible and i was looking at the tape i said this guy is not sherman they were saying this guy was richard sherman cuz he was a lengthy a linky cornerback long corner he was just trash they took him way too early he was raw and he never worked out he never worked out for him so that was just like a bad pickup for them they really that was a super reach stephon anthony actually was a solid linebacker in his first year with the saints matter of fact if you go back and check Stephon Anthony had, I think he either tied or broke the rookie tackle record. Ricky Jackson's rookie tackle record. Stephon Anthony either tied it or broke it. I remember talking about this years ago. I forgot which what which it was. I think he broke the, the rookie tackle record that Ricky Jackson set. Stephon Anthony did. I think Anthony struggled later on with confidence issues after the Saints changed their they system and started doing all this weird, crazy stuff. And I think they kind of, you know, because he was a solid linebacker. He came from what, Clemson? He was solid for Clemson. And he played well that first year. That second year wasn't because they did all these weird changes. So it was unfortunate with Stephon Anthony turned into. But Zach Bourne is just, you know, Zach Bourne is Zach Bourne. The Saints just never find a, a role for him to do anything. He's done a few things here or there, but he's just, he's not even close to living up to his potential. That's what he was supposed to be. And Isaiah Fosky, the snowman, man, I just think that uh, in time, you know, you're going to see him start to develop just you just it just a time thing with Fosky. I think Fosky eventually you're going to see him step up and do more. This is a matter of time for Isaiah Foskey. Yeah. By, Stanley Jean Baptiste was a huge, huge reach, man. That was a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. But Foskey is going to take a little bit more time uh, to get it. Thank you, James. All right. Kevin says more Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara. That's our identity. If Pete sticks to the script, we will win big time because Chris and Sheed will be the cherry on top of the Sunday on Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. um, Yeah. Michael Thomas, man, that's another person. I like to make mention of Michael Thomas has like what? 26 catches right now, which is 18th in the NFL. I was looking at the statistics. I like, I think he has like 26 grabs right now. That's good for like 18th in the NFL. And I think, uh, Chris Olave is like maybe two or three people behind him because he's off. Like, I think he has 26 and and Chris has like 25 or something like that. But Michael Thomas, man, is played a month worth of games for the Saints. And I think I just think that's tremendous. You know, we got Elvin, we got Michael, we got Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill, we got, you know, hopefully we'll get Jawan Johnson back. We got a very good young, we got a very good offensive team. We really do. We just got to get, got to get our quarterback to play our offensive line and keep doing what they're doing. Our quarterback, get it a little bit more accurate with the ball and throw the ball away and not take sacks and the Saints will improve. All right. What's up, Jeremy? Shout out to you, brother. Good to see you. Yeah. Y'all right, man. A lot of Davenport, um, Stanley John, Cedric Ellis. Yeah. Those guys weren't that good, bro. It wasn't that good. Andre see, I think I often should run Michael Thomas and Kamara still. Yeah, we got to go with works, bro. I think you probably see that. Before. And the, the Texans going to see it, too.
6: No purchase necessary for were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: They're going to try to take that running game against you, away from you, and force you to put the, the ball back in Derek Carr's hands. They see Derek Carr's not. Whether I said or you said, they see what we see. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. They looking at the film right now on the Saints, the, this matchup against the, uh, the, against the uh, New England Patriots last week. They're looking at the footage. They know that the Saints offense is an enigma. You know, like two weeks ago they couldn't do anything. This week they explode and score several touchdowns, offensively speaking. The defense threw a touchdown in there. Offense the special teams kick two fifty yard field, two fifty plus yard field goals to help out the offense out. In the end, the Saints offense, you know, did they learn anything from this game and can they and can they add to what they were doing? Meaning the big sticking point is, it's not a secret. They got to run the ball. And this that's what it is. Dennis Allen talked about it in the Tuesday interview. I mean, the Monday interview, excuse me. Um, he ha- You got to run the football. That's the bottom line. You got to run the ball. It starts with our line. They have to be mean. They got to play mean. And we got to put the ball in the hands of Elvin Kamara. And we got to use um, Kendra Miller as well. We got to use Taysom Hill back there. So I mean, the Saints gonna have to do that, man. They gotta run the freaking football. That's why we got all these people here. And then, of course, when everything lightens up, we we'll be able to take shots down the field and test that secondary. Of course, they got uh, a very good secondary. I mean, not a very good secondary, but they got pieces in the secondary that's really interesting. They got LSU guy there that's the shutdown cornerback that I like a lot, man. We'll have to test him. He might be going against Michael Thomas or Chris Olave. That might be a matchup there to watch out for. Yeah, but yeah, I, I hear you, Gundam Foskey. Yeah, but right now, Foskey, bro, Foskey, man, I'm gonna be patient with Isaiah Foskey. Like we talk about Blake Group a, uh Headley the punter, um, and all our rookies. I'm gonna be patient with the rookies, man. This is their first year. It's not like it's a. It's not like it's Traquan Smith or Zach Bond or some of these other characters. You know what I'm saying? These are first year players. That's trying to figure it out. It's not a Ryan Ramchek or some of these other guys. So I'm gonna be patient with the rookie because this is they gotta figure it out. You know, he he's got to figure it out. And I think Fosky eventually will figure it out. I I I think he will figure it out, man. You know, and then uh like I said, I like the nickname I gave him Isaiah Fosky the snowman. I like Fosky the snowman, you know. That's 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 I think he'll figure it out eventually. James said that's where we dropped the 80% of the league has moved to their new young mobile QB. And today's NFL always think that our Drew Hall of Fame wisdom wasted with no you young. Oh yes. Oh yeah. See, I ain't seen nobody give me no names on that. When I asked about, hey man, which quarterback do you guys have that whether you've seen the Saints patterns or how they move from a historical standpoint and they had an established quarterback there? Was there ever a situation where the Saints moved from an established quarterback to a drafted rookie? gave the team to him and then he had success name him. Even if I'll even say that. And then the guy that moved in the position of the established quarterback didn't have success. I'll have the, the success or unsuccessful guy. Y'all name them. I don't think you can. I don't, <laughs> I might've missed it. I might've been asleep a year or two. I don't know. Y'all might know it. I don't know. Y'all tell me. I'm all the right, mall. says Q, what, draft under Peyton you think was a wasted draft I say the 2014 draft I'm going to have to go back and think about them bro it's quite a few of them um, that were wasted drafts the draft that had uh, what was the offensive lineman from Florida State they drafted and they cut the man the same year what was because I was talking to that man on the plane years ago and I was like what was I doing on the plane I was flying somewhere I think I was going to Chicago and I was on the plane coming back. Yeah, I was coming from Chicago, and I was uh, what was I doing? I was uh, playing. I was landed in Texas. Was it? yeah, we went. We for whatever reason we ended up in Texas, Houston, and we were flying out of Houston. And I think he was on the plane with me, and I sat right next to him on a seat. And I'm like, "Hey, man, I know you from somewhere." Oh yeah, I'm such and such. I forgot the man' name, man. And I said, hey man, where, where are you no, no, no. We was on a, I was on a plane trip to Houston. And I said, hey man, what are you where are you going? <laughs> and he says, oh, I got a trial for the I got a I got a trial for the Texans. I forgot the man's name, man. Y'all tell me, y'all probably know who it was. I, I don't remember the man's name. But he was a, the Saints drafted him. I think he was a fourth round pick out of Florida State some years ago under Sean Payton. I think that's that draft where he was in. I think that's probably the the worst draft under the Sean Payton era. Cause I don't think none of those guys made it. I think that was also the same draft where you had, uh, uh, Saquon Hampton, Saquon Hampton in there. And the guy wanted the other defensive back that ended up with the giants got caught up on some domestic charges when he was with the giants. Forgot that, forgot the guy name, but, uh, I think it was the same draft with Jameson. Y'all remember they brought Jameson back uh, What's his name? Uh, man, that was a while. That was a while ago, man. It was the same draft that had uh Natrell Jamerson in there. Y'all remember Natrell Jamerson? He was the same draft. I think that was the draft that had that lineman from he was an offensive lineman from Florida State. I don't remember the man's name, but maybe I should look the crap up, man. That's probably what I do. Hold on, give me a second, fam. Let me look this up right quick. Let me see. Let me see the draft for they trail all the Saints drafts. Let me look this up right quick, fam, because I forgot the man name. I said, man, where you think you going, man? I got a draft, you know, Sean Payton. You want somebody that wants to play that's that wants to start, you know, that's ready to play right now. Something like that. He told me I forgot what he told me. Hey, man, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, well, you know, I said, dude, you just got drafted and they released you the same year you got drafted. I was like, the guy had potential. Let me see. Now. Drafts. History. Hold on here. I'm going to tell you the guy name. And that's probably the worst draft too. The draft that he was in. That's what I was thinking about. The draft that he was in was probably the worst draft. Because it yeah, the tw- and you know what? There, there could be. Hold on. Let me share my screen. See, 2020 could be a terrible draft too because you, you still got Zach Bowen there, but Adam Troutman, Tommy Stevens, only Cesar Ruiz made it out of there, and you still got Zach Bourne, but he, under, he he didn't utilize his potential. The draft with Eric McCoy, with 2019 with McCoy, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, that goes Saquon Happening, and A Mack. Kate and Alice came out of that, so I can't, can't say too much about it. It's the Davenport draft. Might have been probably one of the worst ones right there. That's what I was thinking about. See, you got Davenport. He was a bust. Traquan Smith was a bust. Rick Leonard, that's the dude's name. Rick Leonard. Rick Leonard, that's his name. From Florida State, Rick Leonard. Yep, that's him. There you go. That's him. Six seven three eleven. Rick Leonard, he was drafted by, Sean Payton drafted this dude, and then he ended up, I think he ended up spending time with the Texans, and he, he signed with the Texans in 2019 and played with the Falcons for two years. He wasn't really number, But yeah, Rick Leonard, Natrell Jameson, Cameron Moore. That's the dude that went to the Giants and he caught some domestic charges or whatever. I remember read Boston Scott. We lost him in um, and then you got Will clap So it, you said 2014's draft, which was Brandon Cooks, Stanley, John Baptiste, Kyrie Fort, Vinny Sunseri, Ronald Powell, and Tavon Rooks. Yeah, that was a pretty craptastic draft, bro, to be honest with you. That was pretty pathetic. And then cooks where well, we had cooks for a little while, but yeah, this was a reaching ass garbage time draft. Cause none of these players pan- turn into anything. None of them turn. So yeah, that's probably one of the worst drafts under Peyton, the 2014 year. And this year right here, the 2018 year with Davenport, Trey, Smith, Rick Leonard, Natrell, Jameson, Jamison, Cameron Moore, Boston Scott turned into something for the uh, Eagles. He was pilfered off the practice squad from us and we'll clap. So, there you go. That's a couple of the ones. That's a couple of drafts right there for you. That Molly Mall, the answer on that. So I hope you got that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad right there. Yeah, that's the dude. I was thinking it was Rick Leonard. Yep, it was Rick Leonard. All right, like Brian said, I asked why my question. He says I asked him my question because everybody has a backstory. Why would be like T.J. told us become a New Orleans Saints fan because the grandma used to. Ah, okay, you talking about uh. Otige. All right, let's see Marlon Mosque. Okay, I already answered that one. All right, Kevin says, Aaron Brooks count as a mobile thing. <laughs> All right, so fam, we're going to get ready to get on out of there. Uh, He's Alpha. What's up, Alpha? Did you see the Eagles tight end? No, I didn't, bro. What he did? All right, I didn't see the Eagles tight end. Yeah, Scoob, you're right. What's up, Scoob? Shout out to you, man. Yeah, Scoob, man. Uh, shout out to Scoob, man. Scoob was mentioning, man, about the Ryan Nilsom and the fact that Ryan Nilsom is gone and the Saints defensive line looks like it. So, yeah, shout out to Scoob for throwing that out there, man, about the defensive line for the Saints. And really, nobody really talked about that. Scoop drew that, and that's why right. he's a member of the Great Saint Thank Tank. He threw a great thought out there about to credit how the defense is playing, despite the fact that a lot of the people that were here last year that had the Saints defense fired up are gone. We're talking about Coach Richard. We're talking about uh, Ryan Nilsson, who's now championing the Atlanta Falcons defense. We have uh, uh, new people here uh, that's operating new defensive line coach, Ty Grantham. He's, he's like, he the, it's, it hasn't skipped a beat, has it? It looks really good. Uh, shout out to Joe Woods. He's doing his thing. Marcus Robertson, the new defensive personnel that came in here. The Saints defense hasn't skipped a beat and actually looks a lot crisper and sharper than they did last year, dare I say. Dare I say. So, Ty Grantham, we were thinking about that. How, did, how would they impact the team? And look what they're doing after five games, man. The defense has been a staple. We had a few games where the defense kind of caved in on itself because, the offense was not carrying its water, but outside of that, it's been a more than respectable performance by our defense and our special teams. So it's been a wonderful thing. So as Scoob says, Ryan Nilsson who? You got Ty Grantham and the Saints are steady rolling. So that's a great point Scoob to throw out there. Great point, man. Arvin says, Sean Payton sees life ain't so fun without Drew Brees plus the Broncos. And yeah, I seen Hackett was on there like he won the Super Bowl. You might as well give Hackett a Grammy or something the way he was cutting up. Hell, you just got to win over Sean Payton, Payton standing up there looking, uh, you know, looking, un, you know, unhappy, he looking very, you know, you know, solemn. He like, man, I should have just stayed on Fox. <laughs> That's the look I see with Sean Payton. Could have had the game passed him by the people saying Russell Wilson is, is, you know, I don't know, man, you know, will it's Sean Payton got to figure it out. He got all the money in the world. Yeah, he got it. He got all the money in the world. You thought you can just go there and, you know, find out and whatnot. And you find out that the team has a lot more problems than you've seen originally. And he's it's going to take him some time. So he got years to figure it out, man. He's sitting up there. He lost to the Jets, man. That's a team that he shouldn't have lost. He shouldn't have lost to the Jets. I think his team, even though the Jets' defense is for real, the offense is not for you to lose to them. You know, maybe with Aaron Rodgers, yes, but not with that other kid over there, man. You should be able to beat them, and they didn't. And that's not looking good for Sean Payton, man. But then again, that's Sean Payton. He decided to do that. Trash says, People think you can leave and snap back. This game changes so fast. The game can pass you by, it really can. Especially, and then sometimes you get guys that come in there, they can figure you out, and you have to constantly be, you know, reinventing yourself, changing things up. And, um, Sean Payton had a certain pedigree walking in there where I can fix the offense. I can do this with Russell, make him do this and do that. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how they're running the ball. I don't know how good the running game is or how they good, how good the offensive line is uh, up there. But whatever's going on, man, it's, um, it's, it's not good. Sean Payton's like one in four, still a lot of football left though. Still a lot of football left. He could turn it around. Gunner says Wilson mine is in. Yeah. He, he, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson, man. Uh, but uh, still a lot of football left to be played. So I wouldn't dare count them out of it just yet. That'll be foolish on my part to do that. Kevin says, would QB on the remaining schedule? Schedule Q, because I feel like they're all winnable. Quarterbacks on the, well. Well, I, I mean. Right now, I mean, you know. You know, you got the unknown, unknown quarterbacks. The, we got a lot of rookies we got to play. You know, you got the Texans rookie. You got the Colts rookie. You got the young Bears quarterback, depending on what he looks like when we get to him. You got the quarterback out there in Jacksonville. Um, we see, are they for real? How they looking? You know, and ultimately you'll see the Detroit Lions. That's going to be a really good game. The Detroit Lions could because, uh that quarterback they have is playing really inspired football the the team believe in him and he really giving them uh, a good showing. So he's really stepping it up. I think Bryce Young looks better when you get the opportunity to see them later on in the year. Um, Stafford, if he's healthy for the Rams matchup and Desmond Ritter could be a very decent quarterback against you too. So like I said, it's not like we have some of these, you don't have a, uh, per se like a elite level quarterback that we're going to be matching up with going in the rest of these games. But then again, it depends on where the saints at. you know, how the saints play, how did he respond to all this? You know, how did he respond to whichever quarterback it is? Like we didn't expect Jordan love to do what he did. We let Jordan love do that. Same with Baker Mayfield. The saints didn't, uh, maintaining the gap discipline. They allowed Baker Mayfield to scramble on him in the game to create extra first downs and all this kind of stuff. Baker Mayfield scrambling. He had 50-something yards worth of uh, a scrambling happening for him that helped keep several offensive uh, series alive when the Saints had him. He would leak out run and pick up first downs, and that would be just demoralizing.
0: more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
5: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Play for free right
5: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voila prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So if you play like that against them, against some of these other quarterbacks, they're just going to hurt you, so... That's just, you know, I just want to see our quarterback perform better so the defense don't be in a negative situation, man. So I don't know, man. I mean, we ain't got no elite level quarterbacks, but we got good enough. We don't need elite level quarterbacks to beat us if we play sloppy like Baker Mayfield. I expect him to fall back, crash down to earth sooner or later. But, you know. Like we said, really, the Saints, when I started the broadcast, the start of this year, I was like, Saints looking at the record, this should be four and one or five and five weeks in. What's your record now? Three and two. How? How are you three and two? If I was to tell you three and two when the season started, before the games were played, you'd be like, nah, Q, we, we at least four, we at least, it's five and oh, or at least four and one. We shouldn't be no three and two or, you know, whatever. Something wrong would be that. Well, then again, it is. It was something wrong. You know, nobody said, you know, we're going to be three and two at maybe Uncle Pauly did, you know, at five weeks in. But y'all knowing like I know that the Saints tend to play down to their competition at times, man. It's very uh, ridiculous. It happens, though. Yeah, Detroit looking really good, man. Tracy, I'm not jumping the gun on the shutout because DA defense can shut down QBs with no mobility. Mobile quarterbacks seem to give DA defense defenses problem. We've seen it. And not even... Baker Mayfield is not a known as to be a mobile quarterback. He can move if he needs to, but Baker Mayfield was doing all that stuff because he was in rhythm. I mean, he was in rhythm. We seen him make rhythm throws. Like if the Saints get him and they they had him where they knocked him down several times, but he would. You can't. You're not gonna do anything with a guy like if you let that quarterback stand back there and get in a rhythm with his squad receivers. You can bump him and knock him down. That ain't gonna stop nothing. You know, he's you let that man get in rhythm with his wide receivers. Same thing happened with with Jordan Love. Same thing happened with Baker Mayfield. You stand up there and let them guys stand back there and get in rhythm with their wide receivers. This is the NFL. Any these quarterbacks, once they get in the rhythm, it's going to be difficult for the defense. So you can't. You got to have to put pressure on them. We got to get to them. We got to knock them down and frustrate them. Can't let them stand back there and get get on time with with their wide receivers. That's that's going to be a long day. Joe so dog says uh Saints can go nine and eight this season we need to come our back with a good run game I think the Saints can go toe to toe with anybody and I agree with you if the offense is playing right you know if the offense is right we can we can go we have the defense to compete with the 49ers we got a defense to compete with uh a a Kansas City chief club or whoever you got we really do the all the question is how good and consistent is the offense how can you know could we out of all of the drives, we get. Can we at least get three to four touchdowns a game from an offensive perspective? Can we average? If the Saints can average twenty-one, uh, you know, the Saints can put up twenty points a game, like three touchdowns a game, they'll win. They'll win double-digit games. They will. And you only ask. And that should be like the measurement, man. Let's just go out here and get three touchdowns. Let's just let's go and get our three touchdowns. We need to get how many? How many series do the Saints get out there? How many? offensive series do the Saints get per game? How many is it? About 10 offensive series per game. Out of those 10, can we at least get three of them to get like three touchdowns? Can we get three touchdowns a game? Shouldn't that be the mindset for the Saints offense going into these games? Let's go out and get 21. Let's just go get 21 and see what we can do. Let's let's aim at 21 every game. Let's go and get three touchdowns a game. We good enough to do it. Let's just go get three and then the special teams will kick a couple field goals for you. average 24, 27 points a game. Let's go get three touchdowns. They, you know, Can they do that week after week, like score 21, 28 points a game while the defense keep people around 10 to 14 points a contest? That would be a dream scenario, but it's all, once again, is based on how consistent could the Saints offense be behind its running attack and its quarterback. That's when it comes down to. I think three touchdowns a game for the Saints offense it's not too much to ask for. I mean, we'll have to see, man. Yeah, that's Yeah, Demetrius said that's enough to beat the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, the Panthers are struggling, man. Yeah, he says you hit all points. I feel the same. Uh, overlook no one, especially Cousins, Lawrence, uh, Golf, Straw, May Mayweather, Mayfield already beat us. Bryce catch on soon. I think it's going to be special. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, uh, brother James. Yeah, they that those guys are. These quarterbacks, like I said, these are professional quarterbacks in the league. Some are better than others, but if you let any professional NFL quarterback get a rhythm with his wide receivers and his skill set players, it's going to be a long day for you, just like we've seen with Baker Mayfield and Jordan Love. They start getting that chemistry together, man. That's tough to break unless you get in there and start sacking them and forcing fumbles. You got to keep them disjointed. You know, and they got on rhythm and they just was burning wide receivers. Baker Mayfield started throwing passes. I hadn't seen him throw since he was in college. You know, he was completing pass, like he threw the ball uh, to his wide receiver against, uh, what's the guy that don't turn his head around? He got a broken neck. Isaac Yiddum. You burn Isaac Yiddum in the end zone, just threw it up, and Isaac Yiddum never knew it hit him. You never turned around to locate whatever. He was beat from the word go. So he knew where to target or where to throw to for the play and knew exactly the type of pass he needed to throw to throw it, to beat a rookie or young cornerback uh, 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 to to that boundary and he was able to beat him up on it. So yeah, that was a, these are rhythm passes and throws. He got in that rhythm. That was difficult to stop him after that. Can't let that happen. All right. Kevin says uh big game. James is fooling around. Now. Oh yeah. Everybody picked him to be a, at the bottom of it. any on the top right now, you know? So that's credit to big game. James, man. And the Tampa Bay nation shout out to those guys, man. They deserve it. All right, Arvin says I agree. Q, don't overlook any team. Every team in the league has professionals. Indeed, bro, and sometimes our team tends to play down to the level of teams. We do that from time to time. All right, shout out to you, bro. Good to see JLJ504HD. Shout out to your fam. Appreciate you. Uh, Scoob says, uh, "Hey, Q, it's a tad premature, but I, I, but can we start thinking Howie Rodman, Roseman, for supposedly fleecing us for Johnson Gordon to Johnson?" And yielding us Jordan Howden because the young fella is bald and indeed, indeed, bro. And, um, yeah, Chauncey going to Johnson, man. An interesting story with Chauncey going to Johnson, man. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Howden, man, is, is going to be good for us in the future, man. He's played really well for us in these couple of games as a rookie. Really impressed with that kid. I remember studying his tape. He was a really good selection by the Saints because they know they needed, uh, we got a bunch of. Older veteran players like Tyron Matthew and Marcus May sooner or later when the contracts are up, you want to have the young guard there. And Jordan Howland is definitely the future of the safety position, man. I like him a lot. You know, so the Saints eventually will probably add some more help with him in this next draft coming up. And, yeah, that'll be important because you might see Laddie Daddy, Paulson Debo there, Alante Taylor, and then, of course, Jordan Howden and somebody else could be back there. Who knows, you know? You know, it's all a matter of time. So anyway, with that being said, fam, I'm going to get out on that. Listen, man, I appreciate all y'all for chiming in on this episode of show. It's always feel good to talk to the family members. Listen, I'm going to return tomorrow, man. I'm going to be back tomorrow uh, on Patreon, man. So, you know, tomorrow's our Patreon stream uh, where we'll be uh, covering all the latest news and notes and items. We'll do the film breakdown as well on Patreon. So, if you want to help out the stream and the movement, remember the Who that Pro ProTV1, uh, all these things are a part of the platform Pelican Post Game Report, Tough Tiger Talk, Ring Kings Boxing, T- uh, TSC Unleashed. All of these are platforms that we're doing, and it's a movement, man. Especially the whodatdaily.com with our contributorship. I have several writers over there doing a fantastic job covering articles on professional football, professional basketball, college football, boxing. They're doing it writing articles, doing some other stuff. We're working on some other big stuff. So if you want to be a part of the movement, please feel free to join our Patreon or join the platform or you know, or simply check out the link in the link tree and send a contribution. All that goes toward making sure we take care of our contributors, make sure we continue to improve upon our technology and get better and better moving forward. It's been a labor of love, man. We've been doing a lot of positive things over the year and we continue to thrive and move forward. So if you want to help out Please feel free to join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network. That's Patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network. Simply become a member of the channel or hit our link tree. The link is in the description section below. It'll take you to all of our stuff where you can find out uh all that and more. So with that being said, I'm gonna holler at the family members tomorrow, man, on the next stream Tuesday. Uh just to let the family members know for our Tuesday schedule we'll be having the uh the Madden simulation for week number, what is it, five? I mean, not six. We I'm tr- I'm tripping, man. Week six. Damn, it's week six already. Yeah, good grief. But yeah, week number six will have the um the simulation of the Saints and the Texans. And listen, I'm gonna tell y'all like I've been telling y'all, man. I don't know what's going on with the simulation, but listen, don't pay attention to the score. I'm gonna say it again. If you watch the Madden simulations, don't pay attention to the score. We do them every Tuesday. Don't pay attention to the score. The Madden simulation that we are running every week is perfect, meaning that it picked the Saints wins and losses perfectly. And I'm not talking about uh, they said this one week and then the next week it didn't happen. No, the weeks one and two, it picked the Saints to win. Weeks three and four, it picks the Saints to lose. Week five, it picks this, it picked the Saints to beat the Patriots. Just telling you, it is perfect. It has picked the Saints to win and lose perfectly. five. It is a perfect five and O through the season. I don't know what to say about I don't know what that means. But all I'm telling you is the Madden simulations are correctly picking the right team to win every week. And it's been five weeks straight, and it's five and zero in picking the Saints uh, to either win or lose. Don't worry about what the score is. It's it. I'm just telling you, it's been perfect up to this point. It is crazy. I don't know what to make of that. Y'all, y'all make whatever y'all gonna make out of it. I'm just letting y'all know that the simulations are. It's five and zero, and I'm just I'm gonna be interested to see what it picks tomorrow, whether we beat the Texans or not. And then when the Texan game come around, let me see if the computer simulation is right. So that'll be crazy if we go 6-0. But right now we five, it's, it's 5-0 and picking them, picking the, the wins and losses for the Saints. I'm just saying Just saying. Crazy. But anyway, with that being said, we'll be running that tomorrow on the uh, on this platform. On our Tuesday stream, we'll have Patreon uh uh going on with the show on Patreon, uh, our Patreon stream for our YouTube and Patreon members. We also will have the film breakdown that'll be available for Patreon tomorrow. And also for our Pelican post-game report people, just to let you know, we are going to be doing simulations for the basketball, too. We'll be starting that for, for the Pelican side of things. We'll also have the recap of the game. That'll be for Wednesday when the, the Wednesday stream starts or whatnot. But the uh, simulation for the Pelicans-Orlando matchup uh, probably would be starting uh, sometimes uh, tomorrow or early Wednesday. We'll let y'all know. Y'all just just hit the notification bell on it. Yeah, I know this is maddening. Yeah, I know. I, yes, indeed. I don't know what's going on with that fam. I just thought y'all would find that amusing that is doing that. All right. So anyway, I'ma holler at y'all on the flip side. Y'all get y'all some sleep. Much love and we'll get to you. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a
1: at. I'm a hoot at. Long as I'm living, I'm a hoot, a hoot at. I'm a... Lose all winning, I'm, I'm a hood. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do, do that. that. Where we do that, Well yeah. yeah. we, we do that, Yeah. Well we do that, where we do that, where we do that, we huh? yeah. Boogie like dressing, I'm a hoodac. I'm a who that Sports Coma, this is where we do that. We do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Touchdown. Touchdown, the vision really belong to us now. So now. much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, and you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Cadell. Yeah, fuck like this, and I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. Lose all winning i am a who that I'm a hood It's the sports coma this is where we do that we do that at Where we do that at where, where we do that where we do that where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a hood I'm a hood It's the sports coma this is where we do that You're you listening to the sports coma with yeah. Big Q and the guys <laughs> all on the PRO right. media network go.
2: The who that That's right, the who that Your one-stop shop for everything, you all the Saints, to all the Pelican, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the who that is your site. The who that for the sport who that in
1: all of us.
4: In that case, I
1: pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
6: details.
1: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an
0: unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with
6: each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them.